1: Hey, this is
2: Brian Alvarez, and this is today's edition of the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast on the 8 Side Network. Are you ready? Are you ready? Let's get it on! And I am tired. But I'm here! I'm ready to go today, and uh, what an exciting weekend I had! Had a flight back from uh, from Maui yesterday, and the family got split up, and so my wife and uh, and young Hannah were in the air, and uh, myself and Paisley were waiting for a flight. And then they tell us, "Sorry, we overbooked it by five seats, so uh, you can't get on the plane unless someone wants to give up their seat." And uh, it was like, well, you know, could get stuck here overnight or whatever. Then they alert us the first flight back is March 1st, which means she would miss a bunch of school. she would miss her birthday which is tomorrow and uh, it was not looking good and uh, and it turns out that after they offered thousands of dollars per person, people got off the plane and we ended up getting a flight back which uh, then ended up being delayed and then they had to do maintenance so uh, we landed at 1:30. I got to bed at 4 a.m. last night, but now I am here, and I am here by myself because Mike's taking the day off. So we're going to get in all of the news, and uh, if you want, I can complain more about the airlines, and uh, And then, you know, people have been bugging me about it, so I may, I may, I may take calls today just to see what's so damn important on those phone lines, but man, we got revolution to talk about. We got AEW and NXT. Raw is tonight. Smackdown and Rampage. Later on today, we're we'll going to be talking about the end of the career of KG Muto with Filthy Tom. We watched the top matches from his last retirement show and uh and plenty more to get into. You can text too, 425-780-756. 7566 thats is 425-780-7566. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Alive. No Mike Semper BB here today. He'll be back tomorrow. If you want to text us here, 425 780 7566. That is 425 780 7566. I may take calls later. I want to find out what the emergency is the last few days. But we got a lot to get into, including something a lot of people have been talking about, and that's Vince McMahon. And ever since ever since they booked Brock Lesnar versus Omos, it's uh it's the topic of discussion, it's Vince back. And as I mentioned a few days ago, I mean, even Triple H outright said, you know, Vince has been, you know, giving me his input, his ideas. But he says, but he says, I still have the final say on everything. So as soon as they booked Brock and Omos, all the rumors, oh, Vince is back, Vince is back. And You know, as we mentioned a few days ago, you're going to know when Vince is back, when we have full lineups for Raw and SmackDown a week in advance, and then the show comes and nothing happens. That has not happened yet. And, of course, we'll also know when he is back, if he's back. And uh, I have heard from uh, a few different people. Obviously, I haven't talked to everybody, but I've talked to nobody who has seen him around. He has not been around. So, that doesn't mean that people aren't talking to him, but before he left, he was always around. There would be the occasional Ron Smackdown where he was not there for this reason or that, but, you know, he was always there at the shows, and he is not back. He's not there at the shows. He's not there in Gorilla, and he could be calling folks. He could be telling people to do this or that. He, if he's doing it, it is being done surreptitiously, but he is not backstage at shows, at least as of right now, and if that changes today, hey, I'll tell you about it. But Raw is tonight. And uh, I actually have lineups for literally everything except Raw. Maybe I'll get those during the break. But we have NXT tomorrow. Wes Lee defends the North American title in an open challenge. Biko Satamura versus Joey uh, Zoe Stark. Carmelo Hayes and Tyler Bate. Gigi Doland as a promo. Briggs and Jensen. The Virgin and the Fornicator will be facing new Cher. And Sol Ruka will be facing Electra Lopez. And then on Wednesday, we have Dynamite. And this is the go-home Dynamite for the Revolution at pay-per-view. And uh, they're packing this show. We not only have a casino battle royal for a spot in the tag team title match at Revolution, but we also have a face of the Revolution ladder match. Both of these on Dynamite this week. We have the all-Atlantic championship being defended we have the ftw championship being defended and then we have a number of other matches and, and interview segments so for the face of the revolution ladder match winner gets a future title shot we have got the debut of commander we've got Takeshta, ortiz action andretti sammy guevara powerhouse hobbs eddie kingston and A.R. Fox, obviously, unless there is a uh, unless, well, I mean, we we probably will have a title change. My guess is at uh, at the pay per view, but the winner of this match is going to face the winner of Samoa Joe versus Wardlow, which my guess is probably will be Wardlow. And you know, when I look at the lineup here. Probably going to end up being, one would think, a heel. And really, there's a lot of baby faces in this match, with the exception of Sammy Guevara and Powerhouse Hobbs. Eddie Kingston's kind of walking that line in in storyline. But uh, you know, I months ago, when they did that that uh, that three way match, I said Hobbs should have won that match. Now, here's the thing, okay. Old Hobbs, they've been doing all these Book of Hobbs deals. It's time to pull the trigger on this dude. Now, there's actually two ways that you could pull the trigger on this dude. Way number one is he wins the face of the Revolution ladder match, and he ends up beating Wardlow down the line for that TNT title. I'd be fine with that. I think some people would argue, ah, you can't have Wardlow win that belt back and then just lose it. Well, you know what? We've learned, at least I've learned, you could do anything you want. I mean, you can argue about it, but you can do anything you want because this is all pretend. Like, there's storylines and bookers, and you can choose who wins and loses. So actually, you could do that. Wardlow could win the TNT title, and then he could lose to Hobbs and life would continue on in professional wrestling. Everything would be all right. But there's another thing. We have a storyline for the pay-per-view where Ricky Starks has tricked Chris Jericho into signing a contract for a match where Jericho has vowed that nobody from the Jericho Appreciation Society will be allowed at ringside. Now, the story is that chris jericho says nobody outsmarts the ocho and then ricky starks smiles as if to say i have outsmarted you i got the match i wanted that you weren't going to give me now ricky starks has already beaten chris jericho maybe he's going to beat him again but if you go with the idea that chris jericho is probably getting his win back over ricky starks nobody from the jericho appreciation society can get involved Well, you know who's not in the Jericho Appreciation Society is Powerhouse Hobbs. And he's had a past with old Ricky Starks. And uh, maybe, maybe, that's what you could do there. But one way or the other, I believe that the big push for Powerhouse Hobbs, I think it's coming soon, and he is from the Bay Area, and this pay-per-view is in the Bay Area. So... We'll see what happens. But anyway, he is in the face of the Revolution ladder match. Casino Tag Team Battle Royale. The winner gets the fourth spot in the tag team title match at Revolution. We have Top Flight and Aussie Open, and Matt Menard and Angelo Parker, and the best friends, Alex Reynolds and John Silver, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven, Preston Vance and Roosh, Claudio and Wheeler Yuta, the Lucha Bros, And the Butcher and the Blade. So uh, who's going into that fourth spot? Right now we've got The Guns, The Acclaimed, and Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. And, you know, as awesome as the Lucha Bros are, uh, do do they fit in that match? There's also, of course, I would be remiss if I did not note, that the Casino Battle Royal includes jokers there's a joker team and there's a team out there that hasn't been on tv for a while and the last time we saw them they were losing to the ass boys and they have been shunned by aw they are teasing that they are unhappy and perhaps open to going back to wwe they're teasing their deals are up soon but if i were a betting man here in this casino tag team battle royal FTR's coming back and winning this thing and going to the pay-per-view. But that's not inside information. That's just speculation on my part. We shall see. And then also on the show, we've got Orange Cassidy versus Big Ass Bill, whatever his last name is. And then uh, Matt Hardy and Hook for the FTW title. Or if Matt Hardy loses, Hook gets his hands on Stokely. Jericho will be facing, yes, Pretty Peter Avalon, Tony Storm, who cut his hair off, by the way. Tony Storm will be facing Reho. Peter Avalon cut the hair off, not Tony Storm. And we will be hearing from, according to the front page of WrestlingObserver.com, both MJF and Bran Danielson. B-R-A-N, which when you think about it, wouldn't be a bad NXT name. Poor old Brian Danielson. Bran Danielson. So that is the lineup for the Dynamite show coming up on Wednesday. Talk about Revolution after the break and a bunch of WrestleMania news, weekend shows, and more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. No Mike Semper, BB. On my own today. If you want Texas, text 425-780-7566 is the phone number. Brian at WrestlingObserver.com. At Brian Alvarez on Twitter. I'll read a few more of these. A uh, few more of these. And I was thinking, we're almost, we're almost... At uh, 100,000 YouTube subscribers, I think we're I think we're like a thousand or less away. So if you've not hit that subscribe button, what are you waiting for? Now, 27 days past the cutoff for that. I almost called him a pig. He's actually a whale, Oreo. Yep. He, uh, you guys couldn't get him on the show, and I keep hearing about Oreo. And I don't want to hear about him no more. If he was so popular, we would have hit 100,000 by the end of January. But turns out he's not. So, uh, yeah. I, I will be accepting that 100,000 YouTube subscribers plaque. Put it right there, back in the corner, so y'all can see it. Not Oreo. There was an Oreo sighting of late. He was doing some dance. Yeah. All right, so uh, Revolution, we have the face of the Revolution ladder match. Oh, we got that. This is the actual Revolution pay-per-view, which is coming up this weekend, which uh, Producer Dom and I are going to be at. Ain't that right, Dom? Heck yeah, I can't wait. I'm excited. Yeah, this Dom requested tickets for himself and his sister. I went out of my way to do it, and then he forgot. He literally asked me for another ticket the other day for someone I already got a ticket for. Come on. What's going on over there? My confusion was over rampage, not revolution. Why well, I, I took care of you for both, brother. Who's the best host? Oh, one
0: hundred
2: percent. You, can tell me now that Mike's Uber, not here.
0: One hundred percent, without a doubt. All the others That's can't right.
2: compare. That's right. That's right. I'd make a comment, but I won't. MJF and Brian Danielson is the main event of this show. Sixty-minute Iron Man match for the AEW World Championship, and uh, I'm excited for this match. It's gonna be some uh, some violence. Did you guys see the brawl they had? Holy smokes! They had a great brawl on dynamite. Then in the middle of this brawl, they're being torn apart, and Brian Danielson builds up ahead of steam, and he goes running, and bam! Man, he flattened that guy. And then they got pulled apart again, and uh, they're gonna they're gonna speak on uh, on Wednesday. And then they're going to wrestle for one hour. Should have had, uh, should have had MJF here on the show, and we could have discussed training for an Iron Man match. Because I hear that guy's training pretty hard. That's what I hear. But I also remember that I trained very, very hard for an Iron Man match that I had with Street Fighter Tim Flowers. I think MJF was about five at the time, if I recall correctly. And, uh, man, I trained and I trained and I trained. I trained like I was training for a fight, a UFC fight. And then we did the match, and it was nothing. Now, of course, I was wrestling Street Fighter Tim Flowers and not Brian Danielson. So I think the advice that I would give him is you actually should train like you're training for a fight, buddy. Because that guy got one speed, unlike Street Fighter Tim Flowers. He had multiple gears. And I think we stayed mostly in first gear. But anyway... We have the Guns, the acclaimed, Jay Lethal, and Jeff Jarrett, and the uh, fourth team to be announced for the AEW World Tag Team titles in a four-way. Jon Moxley faces Hangman Adam Page in a Texas death match, which my guess, if I had to make a guess, I would guess that there'd be a lot of blood in that one. Chris Jericho, Ricky Starks, no Jericho appreciation site at ringside. We have a three-way for the women's title, Jamie Hayter, Soraya, and Ruby Soho. And then for the AEW six-man titles, The Elite and the House of Black. So it's Malachi, Brody, and Buddy versus Kenny, Nick, and Matt. And uh, that's for the AEW world six-man titles. And uh, maybe they'll do Christian and Jungle Boy. There's, uh, there's still room to add one or two matches, but, dude, we got an hour Iron Man match. So I don't think we should be having 12 matches here on this show. But uh, it's coming up this weekend. I'll be there. Dom's gonna be there. Dave's gonna be there. No Q and A in uh, San Francisco this time around. But uh, I think we're gonna have one. Yeah, we'll have another one coming up here soon. So that's all of the AEW news. And then we have got the uh, we have SmackDown and Rampage from Friday. So uh, Young Bucks and Aussie Open. If you didn't see it, it was awesome. 16-minute match, and uh, because it was on TV, they started building to a finish, seemingly about you know about 11 minutes in. So you're thinking it's about to be wrapped up, and then they went another five minutes, and it was just great. Of course, the Young Bucks got the win, and then the lights went out. There's House of Black. Lights go out again. They're gone. That apparently was their challenge for the trios titles. We had Tony Storm beating Willow Nightingale. By the way, speaking of Willow Nightingale, do you remember where uh, they were doing that one match and Willow grabbed her and she was going to give her a sit-out, sit-out powerbomb off the ramp through a table? And what happened was Willow went through the table. Anna J did not go through the table at all. And, dude, she crashed and burned on the cement. And a lot of times i I see you know things that look bad, and then I ask you know so and so all right, and they'll they'll you know sometimes I'll get any answer that's usually not good sometimes i'll I'll hear you know it was it looked scary, but it wasn't that scary. They're totally fine, or I'll hear they were banged up, but they're all right. I did not get an injury update on Anna J, but I was told she was messed up bad. And that was all I heard. And now it turns out that what messed up bad means is she dislocated her ribs. She was asked about the injury. This was January 13th. She wrote, no bruised tailbone, but I did have some dislocated ribs. Not fun. She has not wrestled on television since. don't think she's wrestled at all since, actually. But uh, that's what happened, so got to be careful. They have to be. There's so many injuries in this women's division, and I mean there, there are injuries in the men's division too. But it seems like you know on a monthly basis somebody is getting injured, or more than one person getting injured in the in the uh, women's division. Jade, by the way, cut a promo. We have no match for her at the pay per view. So if they want to do a TBS title match, I mean we got to get a challenger quick. Lance Archer squashed Bryce Saturn. And then we had Sammy Guevara action, Andretti in the main event. They only got about 10 minutes, but very good 10 minutes. Very good match. And, uh, you know, everybody was out there at ringside. And and Jericho was doing commentary and ended up with Garcia hitting Andretti with a clothesline behind the referee's back. Sammy hit the GTH, pinned him. And then Jericho came out, and they celebrated as the show went off the air. So overall, in terms of wrestling, Rampage was an excellent show. And uh, we'll see, I guess, today how it does in the ratings. I mean, it's going to do better than last week. And if not, big problems, because they are not preempted this week. We had uh, SmackDown with Imperium beating Braun Strowman, Ricochet, and Madcap Moss. So they did a uh, social media deal where uh, Emma at Madcap teased turning heel because of the fans. But in this in this match, I mean, he was a total babyface. Although they did acknowledge the promo, so it looks like Madcap is on the way to a heel turn, but they are not doing it imminently. Drew McIntyre came out. He is officially challenged for the Intercontinental Title. Him and Gunther at Mania. Which, listen, I wanted to see Gunther and Brock Lesnar at Mania, but you know what's going to be an awesome match is Drew McIntyre and Gunther for the Intercontinental Title. So that looks like it's going to be a WrestleMania match. We had a show-long storyline with Jimmy and Solo and Jay and Sammy, which uh, wrapped up at the end of the show, where essentially, you know, Sammy's trying to turn Jimmy against Roman. But uh, Roman was not having it. And Jay ends up showing up there at the end. And first Jimmy goes after Sammy. Then there's distractions. Sammy lays out Jimmy with a kick in the corner. And then he leaves the ring and he looks at Jay. And Jay looks at him. And they're teasing. Which way is Jay going to go? And I think we all know which way Jay is going to go. L.A. Night segment with The New Day. Which led to Kofi Kingston and L.A. Night, dude. I, I love these guys, but between the promo and the match, this whole segment was like 30 minutes. They talked for like, I don't know, eight, nine minutes, and then they go to commercial, and then they came back and wrestled for 16 minutes. And then there was a distraction, trombone, and uh, Kingston ended up uh, hitting him with the trouble in Paradise for the win. I think there was like a segment with... with, It might have been Liv Morgan or something. That was bumped from the show due to time constraints or something. But dude! What? What did this thing... And, you know, we've talked about it before. like Saying, you know, cut time here and add time there. That's all great in theory. But, you know, in real life... You can't always do that because of crossover segments and commercials and everything like that. But man... This did not need to go 16 minutes and then have something else get cut later in the show. But we'll talk more about SmackDown after the break. Observer Live. Back on the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. A couple more SmackDown notes, and then you guys lucked out. Got a lot of text messages. So I'm not going to take calls. Charlotte and Rhea. We're supposed to have a face-to-face, but it was actually Charlotte and Dominic. Man, this Dominic gets heat. This guy got some heat. He goes back and forth. Finally, Charlotte's like, dude, you know what? I'm going to beat your ass. Starts taking off her... Gimmick and in comes Rhea. And literally they looked at each other and then left. That was a whole segment. Shayna beat Natty. Tegan Knox was out there. Ronda Rousey ended up interfering. Baszler hit a running knee, arm bar, and then they go after Natty after the match. Tegan makes the save. And so Rousey it was weird. Rousey challenged Tegan to a match next week, but then later they announced it was a tag match. I'm not going to say this is a change of plans because Occam's razor is Rousey. you know, just said, you know, I'll beat your ass next week and it was to set up a tag match, but it sounded like she was challenging for a singles match. We had a wacky Firefly Funhouse deal. I don't know what's going on. I never do. Apparently, I don't have a high enough IQ. But there's some sort of secret. All right. Karrion Cross beat Rey Mysterio when dominic interfered and dominic got in ray's face he's begging him to hit him and cross ends up whacking ray from behind cross jacket submits him afterwards dominic gets back in the ring come on dad hit me ah right here and ray's like ah and he looks around and he's ray's got such amazing facial expressions in a mask you can see how sad and how heartbroken he is, and finally he just can't do it, and he walks away, and everybody boos. They're waiting for that uh, that big punch. Then we had the, the main event segment, and uh, and that was the end of that. Not Occam and Razor. I can't even look at the chat half the time anymore. Let's see what the... I, I wasn't going to do it, but people are texting about it. How is it possible for an airline to sell more seats than they have for a flight, even one time, let alone all day, every day? Well, I don't know, but it's legal. You don't think I looked it up? Yeah. So here's what I understand. Explain this to me. Okay. So they're allowed to oversell because the idea is, well, if we sell a hundred tickets, two people may not show up. You know, we got to book them on another flight and we lose out on that money. Okay. So instead, they oversold by five tickets. And then, you know, what they do when they oversell is they're like, we're looking for a couple of volunteers who want to take a later flight. And then, you know, nobody volunteers. Then they go, we're offering $1,000 each to anybody who will take a later flight. Well, nobody shows up. You know, we're offering 15. It's like an auction, 1500, 1500. If you'll take, no one shows up. Finally, they got, they get up to, we'll offer $2,000 to everybody willing to take another flight. And then on top of that, we're going to repay you dollar for dollar for your hotel. So if you want to go to the, you know, $1,000 a night hotel, we're going to give you, we're going to repay, you know, however many nights. And it's like, you're losing your ass. You would have been better off not overselling. And then the other thing, you know, you know you know long ago I booked this flight? Months ago, four or five months ago. So I go up to the to the lady and you know, I got my boarding pass, got no seat for me and and Paisley. And, you know, she goes, You don't have a seat. I said, What? She goes, Well, you don't have a seat. We oversold. And I said, well, like, what happens if nobody gives up their seat? And she goes, well, the people that don't have a seat can't fly. I'm like, so what did I buy? I bought a no seat? What did I buy? I don't have a seat. So when I paid in advance four months ago to go from Seattle, what was I paying for? Like, to sit on the wing I paid for no seat? Then, you know, I'm like, well, okay. I get booted off this plane because I paid for no seat. Well, when do I get to... And here's the problem. They needed five people to volunteer. They oversold by five tickets, okay? This is Alaska Airlines. I'm throwing them under the bus, Alaska Airlines. So they oversold by five seats. So they need five volunteers, okay? Okay. So the first person comes up. They got a whole family, a family of four. They're like, "So we each—let me get this straight. We each get a thousand dollars, and we can stay wherever we want in 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 uh, in Maui." They're like, "Yeah." And they go, "Okay. Well, uh, what? Uh, when's the next flight back?" The lady looks, thinks, she goes, "March 1st. There's no flight back until March first. This is February 25th. No flight back till March 26th, March first. So you know they're like, ah, we can't do that long. And so then I'm, I'm asking them, I'm like, there, so so if I can't, you know, if I can't get on the flight, I can't get back until March first. Nope, March first. And then Jingo here, the bane of my existence, why did you not pick your seats? Bro, listen, we did pick seats. It doesn't matter. In fact, in fact, when I went to check in, and we checked in immediately when we were allowed to check in, the thing comes up and we have no seats for Paisley and I. I'm like, okay, I got to call these people. So I literally called. I stayed on hold for 45 minutes or whatever. And then I talked to a really nice lady and you know she goes well you know there's there's four seats left on the airplane and uh two of them are in an emergency row which your daughter can't sit in and the other two are in an, an unaccompanied minors row and you're not a minor <laughs> so I was like oh. so we lost somehow we lost our seats in the last 4 months she goes here's what I'm going to do I'm going to put you in the unaccompanied minor row with your daughter. So now you have She gave me the seats, shows up on the app, everything. Everything's great. I'm like, okay, we have seats. So then I show up at the airport the next day and we go to print everything out. And also now I, I don't have seats anymore. My seats vanished. The, the boarding pass has a seat for me and not for Paisley. Even though the night before, and it's on my app. I even went up to Leah, go, on my app, it says we have these two. Seats. He goes, you don't have those seats. You don't have seats. Neither of you have seats now. <laughs> like, what? It's all, like on the app. I have these are my. Nope, you don't have those seats. You don't have seats. You don't have seats on this plane. You're gonna have to wait to see if someone gives up their seats. I'm like, dude, whatever. So anyway, that was uh, that was a story of, and you can do it. Yeah, maybe my ticket said "card subject to change." Yeah. Why does flying suck so much these days, this person said. My parents got stuck at the airport in Milwaukee for an entire day, missed that day of vacation in Jamaica. At least they had a great rest of their trip. Well, that's a positive way to look at it. Did they not have seats? By the way, I got to fly to San Francisco and back this coming weekend, then to WrestleMania and back. And then, you know, all all of these, I'm just waiting. What disaster will befall me this time? I have seats. Well, we'll see what happens when the day comes, if I actually have a seat. Because you don't really have a seat, apparently. And it wasn't Spirit, it was Alaska. And this next one's Delta. Oh, God help me. All right. Let's get going here. Brian, thoughts on if Hobbs should win and insert himself into the Joe Wardlow match since the feud doesn't really need a title right now. What do you mean the feud doesn't need a title? The whole feud is about the title, really, and his hair. But, yeah, he, he could win the face of the Revolution ladder match and say, dude, my hometown is San Francisco, and, man, I'm going to San Francisco. I wanted that match for the TNT title, and he's got to win. You could do that. So uh, I think that, you know, hey, listen, that's what i do. But it's not my company, nor am I paid by Tony Khan. Had some guy on Twitter, what a life this guy had. He was really mad about something the other day, and he goes, it's so obvious that Brian and Dave are being paid by Tony Khan. Someday, one of these days, he said, it's going to come out. I was like, keep waiting, brother. I can't wait for this, this, uh, this one of these days it's gonna come out. This proof. Remember that fake, uh, there, there was a fake, uh, thing that like showed up on Reddit or something where it had like all the money that everybody was being paid. It had me and Dave on there and people saw it and they were like, ah, oh, proof. They're being paid. Any thoughts or further? Uh, let's see. I don't know what ryan said so i can't uh i can't comment on that one i think well let's see what do we have here do i really have any calls do we have any good uh where is goldberg why isn't he at mania well maybe he'll be at mania there's two nights of mania and there's still time but uh i don't know what goldberg's latest contract uh deal was but i mean for a while it was like you know if they needed him for a big match, they'd pay him an extraordinary amount of money, he'd show up and do it, and they'd just go back home again. I presume he's still doing that right now. I mean, I don't think he's, you know, likely to go to AEW or anything like that. Maybe he's he's uh, he owes a few more matches, but you don't need him. That's the key. And this is nothing against Goldberg. WrestleMania, dude, is already pretty much sold out. So, you know, find a show that's not sold out, that's a show you can put Goldberg on if he's going to move tickets. We don't need to add another person that's going to move tickets to a show that has no more tickets to move. I mean, it's just like you're, you're spending, well, you're, you're going to spend $5 million or whatever to have him do a match with somebody and it doesn't matter because you're not selling another ticket. I mean, maybe you'd say, mer- you'd sell more merch or whatever, but I mean, there's going to be shows that are not going to do as well as WrestleMania is doing right now. So you may as well use Goldberg then. He doesn't need to be on this show. If you want to, you can. How would a WWE sale affect the lore of Uncle Howdy? Well, you know, if they sell, and Vince gets put back in his head of creative, well, I I think we'll have a lot more lore. Although, don't forget, don't forget that uh, you know Vince did fire him. And and uh, you know, I know people like to say, well, you know, it wasn't. Vince Vince was running the show, and Bray Wyatt was released, so it was, it was Vince. A lot of people probably, uh, you know, there's a lot of people that they're working now because Vince left. They were rehired after he was gone. So you can imagine what a lot of people are thinking with Vince teasing that he's going to get back into power here. If you and Tom win the tag titles... But then you have to retire before you can defend them. <laughs> I think he's trying to say, "Will they go in abeyance?" But he wrote, "Obedience." Yes, they will. They will. Uh, they will go into abeyance. But I will tell you this: When, when filthy Tom and I win the Black Label Pro World Tag Team Championships, I vow to not retire. I will be a fighting. Tom and I will be fighting champions. Yes. And by the way, uh, today on the Filthy Show, 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, I believe that Tom has the contract. I was in uh, Hawaii, so I don't have a fax machine right there. So Tom has the contract, and I think we need to sign that thing ASAP. Back in a moment with more Observer Live. Back in the show, Brian Alvarez here, Wrestling Observer Live. So, uh, this weekend, if you want to go to the front page of WrestlingObserver.com, we got all the spoilers from the Ring of Honor television tapings. They have taped well over a month's worth of shows, and I believe those debut this coming week. And a lot of storylines, a lot of angles, and uh, I know people don't like spoilers or anything like that, but... uh, They're putting Mark Briscoe in a prominent position, which I think is great. So uh, all of this, of course, leading to the next Ring of Honor pay-per-view. And uh, if you want full spoilers, see all the different people that are working the Ring of Honor shows. I got some AEW stars, some Ring of Honor stars, which I guess are AEW stars. People that have been working Impact, New Japan, Zack Sabre working Ring of Honor again. So a lot of stuff there. And as noted... Two Pacific Five Eastern, myself and Filthy Tom Lawler are going to be on the show. Contract signing for that match against them Bang Bros. March 25th, Black Label Pro. Make sure you're there to watch me and Filthy win those tag team titles. And also, the Muto Retirement Show. We will watch his match. We have watched his match. And uh, the Okada match as well. And uh, we'll review both of those. SmackDown. And so much more. So... Lots of stuff to get into here today. That is video.frwonline.com or wrestlingobserver.com. So check it out. And if you're watching on YouTube, you know I love you. Hit that subscribe button. We got a big 100,000 coming up, and what a party we're gonna have for that! So anyway, we're gonna wrap it up for today. Want to thank everybody for listening. Mike, as always, callers and listeners, everybody. In the studio, my main man Dom. We'll talk to you next time, Wrestling Observer Live. You have been listening to the Wrestling Observer Daily Podcast
0: on the 8Side Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field.